hear me in the background. Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you live from Key Largo, Key Largo in the Florida Keys, all 126 miles of it from the mainland, which uh, my wife and were, were up in the mainland yesterday. I had two days off. I had a Tuesday and Wednesday off. I did my live podcast and I did, you know, you heard about all the... Uh, things I did I mentioned yesterday and then after that we had to go up to triple A. I know it's such an it's an old man, old person thing to say. But I wanted to get a international driver's permit. Even though there's no guarantee I'm going to Poland, I don't want to be caught with my my uh, kabasi hanging out. Kabasi in my hand when I show up and I need a driver's permit, you know, international permit. So I figure I got it for a year since we were getting it for the wife because she's definitely going. We got the tickets for her. So went up Miami and it always amazes me. It is some of the driving up there is exactly like Grand Theft Auto when they had the Grand Theft Auto Miami. I got one. I had it for a little while. I was horrible at it. I just never got into it. I was so late in life arriving. at The, the spirit was willing, but the eye-hand coordination was weak. I couldn't fucking keep it up. You know, where you got, you got, you know, talking to prostitutes and all that stuff. It was great, which I had that lingo down. And I think uh, Ray Liotta did the voice in the one I had. It was ni- 2000 and maybe three or four or five, something like that. But driving up there, I mean, people are slight, they're going, you know, speed limit 65, 70 miles an hour, 65 miles an hour, and people are blown by at 100, at 100 easy. Not just 15 miles per hour faster. You could tell 15 miles per hour is a, is a moderately fast bike ride. Right? Well, this is another. It's another velocity. It's it's like if my car was still, they're flying by. I don't have to describe that, and I'm trying to be as we will talk in later in the show. I'm trying to be more accurate in the depictions. But it was driving like Grand Theft Auto because there were people swerving in and out, doing everything you're not supposed to be doing. Uh, very sociopathic driving. I think psychopathic driving is when you actually don't give a shit. You're hitting people. Sociopathic is driving is, you know, everyone else is kind of a mirage. And you're just doing your thing. You're not really out there to intentionally hurt someone, but you just don't give a shit. That's what it's like driving up in Miami. I... I, I don't get it. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of police on the roadways and stuff like that. Every so often you see someone pulled over, but you know it's hard to get a ticket on the interstate in Miami. It really is, because people drive like shit there. Whew. Yeah, their highway patrol is not very. The, yeah, the Miami Dade or the, the the state police down now down in the Keys. You know, today we all have three. State troopers, and within five miles of here, with you know less than a tenth of the traffic that they have on the 
the turnpike. So, yeah, it is what it is. And the funny thing, I also, we got up there, there was, it's funny, it's AAA. I guess there are, I guess a lot of the people, when we were going to AAA, I'm talking about getting the learner's permit. AAA is the Automobile Association of America. They're the ones that have, if you belong to it, you get a free towing, battery jumps, and all that stuff from them. Uh, but, you know, and for older people who like coupons and discounts, you get additional discounts and things like that. But it's a great gig for them because you got to go there to get your international driver's permit. Not necessarily go there. You can actually download the form and then mail it in. But why not go there? You're going to charge about the same and... This way you get it all in the same thing. You don't have to wait the two, three, four weeks, whatever it takes. So we get there. The daughter's in Costa Rica. So I'm thinking, well, what the hell? I'm going to take her. I'm going to take Abby out to a nice place for dinner. And I'm looking with all the technology in her hand now, right? I'm not going to go into I just go into Google Maps and I hit restaurants. And it's interesting. They don't show you all... Restaurants. You show the restaurants in the areas you highlight. And sometimes even, you know, with that, you can screw up. So we're down, you know, I guess it's called Coral Gables area stuff, near the University of Miami. And I hit it, and I see there's a Portuguese restaurant. It's a Portuguese. They know about the seafood and stuff like that. It's a different, interesting place. Portuguese restaurant. I've never never really had Portuguese food. I had Brazilian food and they speak Portuguese in Brazil, so I don't know if, I mean it's I'm sure it's similar, like Spanish food is the Mexican food, Portuguese food is the Brazilian food. You know, just different. Right? I won't go any further than that. So we're down there, we're in a place called the Sunset Mall area, and it's a real artesian kind of Mall, and it was really sad going in there. It was really sad. It's it was an open air mall, high end stores, you know, small boutiques, large boutiques, Forever Twenty One, you know, slanted towards younger people, obviously because it's near the university. But and then they got a twenty four theater, twenty four screen theater there, and. and uh, one or two restaurants. And then you have surrounding, you have all these restaurants surrounding the area. They're really nice, you know, indoor, outdoor restaurants. Kind of the small places and stuff like that. So where I hit the Portuguese, I'm looking at the other ones. I don't see all come up. You don't really get a good feel for it. And I'm not getting all the information because we walked by 12 restaurants that didn't show up. So I highlighted one and I put in, oh, to get, when we got down there, when we were picking the place, we just parked in the center of it. And it was municipal parking. And like many places in the United States, from now on, the uh, you either call, they, there's no, some of the places, they don't even have a, uh, what would you call it? They don't have a valet or a person parking intended. It's just a parking garage. And you call up and you tell them you're there. Right, and when we went there, I pull in there, and I was in the parking garage, and you see this thing that says "pay by pay by phone" or 
thing like that, whatever app that is. And I went and I attempted to, to pay, and I did pay. I thought I paid. I thought I put it in for two hours. What I did is I put it in for two minutes. We went out and ate. So when we went out and ate, we were sort of walking around looking at these places, and I said, let's go towards this Portuguese place and see what we go past. And when we went past, we went past four restaurants, one direction we were going. And as it turned out, in another direction, there was about seven restaurants. So we get up there, and I highlight the restaurant that I was having directions to, and the name didn't look Portuguese. It looked French. It was Pastis. P-A-S-T-I-S. And it looked like it was in the center of a little strip shopping center. Right? A nice strip shopping center. High-end part of town. But still strip strip shopping center. And we look at the name and I said, Honey, that looks French. And Abby used to live in Paris for a while. And she goes, Yeah, that certainly looks French. We went up there and the woman who could have been the manager owner, she had a French accent. The waitress had a French accent. The guy that came in later and the people inside the restaurant had French accents, and it was a French restaurant. It was a French restaurant, and we had a, sat outside. It wasn't exactly the Paris Cafe experience along the Champs-Élysées or something like that, but it was a beautiful day, and the weather was lovely. It was nice and cool, a little breezy. We were outside, and we had a lovely meal. We had a lovely meal. And as we walked by, we saw that there was a whole bunch of, there was this taco place that was really popular. A lot of young people there. Uh, The French restaurant, it skewed a little older. I mean, I was one of the younger people there. Yeah. There's a lot of, you know, older, older people going to this French restaurant. Looks like well-off people because you've seen like a Genesis, a BMW, a... uh, Mercedes, Land Rover, kind of that kind of crowd. But it wasn't very expensive. It was very good. It was, uh, God, I think it was La Patisse. Or Pati. I'm not sure. I know it was P-A-S-T-I-S, and there was another word after it, but uh, after it, and I, I forgot that one. It may not even, La would not have been in, in front of it. But as it turned out, it was great because I thought I was going to a Portuguese restaurant when we took it to a French restaurant. Man, do they put a lot of butter in their food, don't they? If you're not one used to getting that, you know, if you get hit with a lot of butter, sometimes it could cause a little intestinal distress for some people. So we had a lovely time up there. And when we got to we get, go back to the parking garage, the funny thing is they don't really give the thing, find a parking space that you have. You know, when you do, when you locate, you put a location in it and say like this. I mean, I did remember where it was. But I can remember in the day when I used to drink. It wouldn't have been too hard for me to get confused. Man, if I had parked on the fucking street, that would have been, you know, well, yet you'd find a, you've, you know, what you should do is find a, uh, a landmark. Stuff like that. But I was at a parking garage, and I, I didn't even look for a landmark. I just looked at the street. And I remembered the street, and I got there. But I was looking on the app that I was using, and it didn't have that. And when I looked later, it said, oh, wow, the uh, price for the parking was $0.42. Cents. I said, wow, what is, what is that great? But then again, that was only two two minutes. 
So I thought I put in two hours. Because it said, how long are you going to be there? And I'm like, oh, what the hell? You know, like a parking lot, you don't do that. You just, you park, you put the, you know, you, you get your ticket, and then you pay when you leave. But I thought it was going to be like a meter, so I screwed up. And me with fucking technology, right? I'm not complaining about it. It was very interesting. It doesn't, you know, it's not as good as that app. There was a, originally there was an app that helps you find a parking space. I think it's still around there, but they should incorporate that. There's parking spaces here. Don't go to here. You know, you can fill up all your parking spaces, and then give ideas. Say, oh well, there's a bus here. There's a, so you can call. Well, obviously Uber and all that stuff. Or it's only you know ten blocks from your location. And today, yesterday was so beautiful that it really didn't matter how far you had to walk in Miami. It was just lovely, a lovely day. The days, I guess, people come down here for. And it's funny because it's in the 90s. It's in the 90s in Philadelphia today and work in, in Washington, D.C., Boston. And here we are. It's a nice, breezy, dry, mid-80s, low-80s here. Just lovely. I don't know how many times I can say that, but... Uh, I I enjoy that. And on the way back, you know, you drove back and it's like, once again, it's like Grand Theft Auto driving back. Everyone's leaving work. They just got to get home going 100 miles an hour. It's worse when you're going home. But luckily, once you get south of uh, Exit 2, and Exit 2 is, you know, as you're going to Florida Turnpike, the Turnpike ends about, I'm going to say a half mile half to three quarters uh, half to three quarters of a mile before overseas highway begins as you leave Florida City so you got that stretch of route one from the turnpike on and but from exit two on you don't have people dodging because there's only two lanes and you there's people jockeying because they come up you come into Florida City there's one traffic light before you get on to the road that leads to overseas highway and everyone's jockeying for position because when you get on an overseas highway it's two lanes I never I mean they give a false security of two lanes oh well two lanes is not too bad and stuff like that but it goes down to one lane when you have one lane any knucklehead that decides to slow down take a picture look at something causes everyone behind them back up and it doesn't back up linearly it backs up exponentially when it's crowded right that foot on the brake pedal you slow down for five seconds the next person slows down for seven seconds eight seconds and it just multiplies all the way back and they don't slow down at the same time so even if Someone was slowing down for the same amount of time, applying the same pressure on the brake pedal. It's always one second more. Right? Just add it on. But that's in best situation. So always when there's stop and go traffic, it just gets, when it goes from two lanes to one lane, like when you're leaving a rush hour and stuff like that, it's just one of those things. And people are jockeying to get as far out front as you can. But it really doesn't matter on a two lane road. You can run full tilt, 100 more miles per hour. You're only up to the next car. 
and I mean, unless you're going to drive really dangerously, and then you have these people that drive into breakdown lanes and shit like that, and they get up. But in most situations, you drive crazy, you drive up the thing, you're not going to get way ahead of people, and eventually you're going to get caught just from your habits. Because that's what people that do that drive reckless, they do it all the time. They just don't do it. Like, I'm only going to drive recklessly this time. Every other time I'm responsible and and follow the rules of the road. No, you don't. Because that's your habit. And eventually you're going to get busted for it. And then get busted for it. Just like the people down here with the habit of, like, it's funny. No matter how severe it is that you know how severe the penalties are if you get caught drinking and driving or under the influence, right? People still get behind the wheel after having... Now, this is it. If you get two drinks in you in one hour, you're going to fail a blood alcohol content test, whether breathalyzer or that. If you have two drinks, if you don't have time, if you don't metabolize that out of your system, and that builds up. So if you have, let's say you, your uh, average, you know, 150, 160 pounds, you can drink one and a half ounce of liquor and be right around that part every hour. And what happens, that second drink usually puts you over. If you, Unless you're really one that really, you know, take your time with it and stuff. That second one goes over. And most people drink a little faster than that. So what I'm saying is, you go and do it. You're, you've, let's say you've been to a place two hours and you had five drinks. You're over the limit. Right? And then you think, well, I don't do it that often and stuff like that. I'll go and drive. And you were fine that time. And you find the next time, and the time after that, and the time after that, and time. And pretty sh- soon, you're driving all the time. Every time. You don't even think about not driving. Not, I'm not saying you're driving all the time drunk. I'm just saying every time you're drunk, you're driving because you're so used to it. You made it into a habit. If you made it to a habit every time you had a drink, that you took a, a cab or got a ride or wouldn't drive that would that would just be your habit you just never drive and then you'd feel kind of weird about driving if someone asked you to drive you wouldn't do it and that's the people that don't drive after it sounds kind of stupid if you don't drive once you have alcohol in your system you won't get busted now friends of mine down here that are attorneys say you never should take a test you never shake test because even if you haven't been drinking. I told the guy, I said, I don't even drink. He said, you should never take the test. Well, how about if I just got, you know, the, the blood test? And he can say, you know, blood test. He goes, just, he says, don't take the test. I, I, I don't know what the truth is behind it. That's what he says. That's what he says. So let's get back to the habit thing. I was talking about the ha- habit. So their idea equated that. And my habits of going to the gym and doing the things that I do are habits. Like getting up in the morning drinking coffee. It's kind of a chemical. I guess it could be a chemical addiction because I get a headache when I don't have coffee. 
and it's a habit of thing I do. I get up and I make coffee. And we always keep coffee on hand. We never, since we moved in this house, we never had this thing where we ran out of coffee. We've ran out of bread. We've ran out of milk. We've ran out of when I was drinking. We ran out of vodka. We ran out of wine. Uh, we ran out of everything. We have never run out of coffee. I should tell you. Well, we've never run out of toilet paper either. Toilet paper, toilet paper and that. And toothpaste and detergent. Well, that, there you go. So, we've made in the habit of making sure that we never run out of coffee. We always have toilet paper. We always have things. And that's easy to do, right? But the things I do, like when I'm talking, I realize, since I have a podcast, it's hard to demonstrate that. But if you look on previous podcasts, a lot of times someone will be talking about something and I'll relate a story that's similar to their story. I don't know why I do that. That's a habit. And I'm going to work to break that habit. Now, it's hard to do when you're by yourself because I'm providing all the content. Right? And the reason I do this is because of the surety that I know that I can do the show this day. I'm assured that I can do the show this day. How do you know? Because I am me. I am assured. I am not assured that someone will do it. And I'm always in the back of my head. I'm thinking, what if they don't show up? What if I'm just by myself? Why do the show? And why do the show any place if no one's there? And that's was this, this is truth I'm speaking to you now. And I'm trying to do truth. I'm trying to do to, truth. I'm not doing, I love this new word. It's called embroidery. Embroidery. Embroidery is gilding the lily, being exaggerating, and using your comments. Think about everything was terrific, great, awesome. That was fucking crazy. What are you supposed to say when the next, let's say, you use the word, that's fucking crazy, man. That's fucking crazy. What if someone comes up and they're truly fucking crazy? They got... You know, they got a cucumber up their ass. They're running around with a rifle in their hand and a bucket of paint. And clown makeup. Shouting at the top of their lungs. Throwing paint on people. Waving a gun around. And you say, that's fucking crazy. Or you see a squirrel run with a a peanut up the side of a telephone pole. And you say, that's fucking crazy. Well, that's embroidery. You're using, you got to be, and that's part of it, part of embroidery. The other embroidery is like every time you see something like if you caught a fish, instead of being, it was a 12-inch long fish, it was must have been two feet. You know, exaggerate, the big fish story. That's embroidery. Uh, so I had, uh, that's, that's about, this is mainly about speaking and things like that. But I, it's a habit. It's a habit. Habits can be overcome, and they don't have to be overcome by willpower. When I say willpower, it sounds like, oh, well, you got to go cold turkeys. Are you going to tell me not to eat that donut? I'm not talking about that thing. And you people, poor people that have, you know, body 
body issues. Uh, I understand that. I feel the same way about certain things. I felt that way about alcohol. And people go, you know, they go, I tell, I don't know why I tell people firsthand. Well, I don't drink. You know, they come in when they're, there's people that come to the bar. There's guy, one guy drinks soda all the time. Another one drinks water, club soda and stuff like that. And they go, well, I'm sorry. I'm just going to have this. I'm just going to have this. I'm not going to have a drink. Like I'm offended if they're not having a drink. Well, you come into a bar if you're not having a drink. Well, because we serve food there. And people can come in and have a soda. It sucks for the bottom line when someone's drinking two ninety-five, $2.95 soda that gets free refills and they leave you a buck after being there for two or three hours. But that's the breaks. You know, matter of fact, a lot of bars would go under if you had people like that. You know, the people that have the three Cosmopolitans, 12 bucks a piece, you know, order a bottle of wine. $70 bottle of wine and or whatever. Yeah. I digress. So that habit that we have and we've had a whole year to develop. Some people had developed the habit to of wearing a mask and they feel comfortable with the mask now. And they want to wear the mask all the time. Because that's one of the things. people. There's people, prior to the epidemic, there were people, you had this Purell thing where people were washing their hands all the time. Remember that? They were doing that well before COVID-19. Giving it to their kids and, you know, not, you know, just one of those things. And at the gym, you know, the gym I go to, it's gotten to be with staph infection and stuff like that. They haven't had staph infection there. I'm just saying that, they have people wiping things down, washing their hands, telling them how you're supposed to wash your hands, that you're supposed to do it for at least 30 seconds. I'm going to say 30 seconds because if I go too short, people say, hey, Jim, that's too short. Obviously, you haven't been washing your hands long enough. You got poo fingers. No, I don't. I'm not offended by that. You can call me that if you want, but I'm not. I don't. So we're talking about habits, and we developed habits. We got the mask, and you got people that developed the habit of not wanting to wear the mask. You know, you have a certain representative from North Carolina, I think North Carolina or Georgia, Georgia, green, whatever, and she equated it to the Holocaust, wearing the mask to the Holocaust. Poor choice of metaphors, sweetheart. Man thing, you know, Drillopithecus. That's mean spirit. I don't know why I said that. I'm I I'm gonna try to lead with understanding. I, I never understand why people are angry about stuff like that. But that's a habit too, being angry. Being angry is a, ha- a habit. Being grumpy, we can get you know, just one of these things is people lead with that, don't they? They're being a grump and they think it's part of their their style. Oh, they got a style. They got a style. They're, they're, they're always kind of pissy. He's a curmudgeon. He's a curmudgeon. Well, I'm sarcastic. And that's... You know what? And I'm getting kind of nice, too. So I'm not as mean as I was before. So, oh, my God. That kind of sucks considering I'm doing a podcast because I used to be mean. Mean. No. I wasn't mean like a bully. But I guess I could have been... A, I don't know. Maybe I was. Maybe that was a habit. Who knows? I grew up... I, I was 
I don't want to say victimized. I was picked on by bullies before. And does a bully, I mean, maybe it's like a crazy person. A bully doesn't recognize they're a bully. Do they? I mean, I don't know. I could have been socially, physically. I wasn't, I'm, I'm a big guy, but I'm not that big a guy. I mean, 6'4", 220, 225. So I'm not one of, and that's big for me. I mean, before I was a little heavier. That was big. I was slim. But you don't usually see, well, you know, those could be bully. Look at that, the, the redhead from A Christmas Story. Whatever his name, I forgot his name. And I'll remember his name. This is a habit, right? My habit is not to remember something. And now I'm not going to, well, maybe that's a good habit, not to remember some things, right? Uh, there was a line I heard, blessed are to forget for the blessed are the forgetful because they forget their blunders or something like that. I think that was from Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, where they were quoting it from another right. I'm going to try to do that, be helpful. The sarcasm thing and being mean spirited and, and making I, I, I do, I do have this thing now. I had uh, a, uh, when I say, a thing I do not like joining in or piling on anymore. Do you know what I mean by piling on? When there's a group of people and something weird happens, someone does something weird, and you you, you know you you choose to, someone acts a little differently. You know, someone is a bit kind of antisocial or not used to it has a uncomfortable way about them in public. It seems like a lot of people like to point that out because it makes them feel better about themselves. I, I've done that. I pointed it out. I've, you know, I've, I've played along. I thought, well, this person's going to be nutty. I don't have to be I don't have to be normal with a nutty person because they chose to be nutty around me. And this was what I'm thinking in my head. They chose to be nutty around me, so I'll just be um, nutty your back. Well, that wasn't right. And there was a guy that came in and was just, for some reason, I don't know what his thing is. I don't know if he's on meth or, or crack or whatever. Every so often he gets money and he goes out drinking. And he spends money, buys music on the jukebox, starts talking to people. He tries to talk to people, but he tries to horn in a conversation. You've seen these people at a bar, and then people notice it. And they don't like it. Right? So this happened in the past week. And he came in, and he was just starting conversation, and someone said to him something, and he... He thought he was insulted and he called the guy Bozo and the guy came back and said, go and call me a Bozo. And I said, okay, hold on, guys. Because I think because they didn't feel, they couldn't relate to the guy. Couldn't relate to the guy. You know, they have to be the same. Do people have the same, have to have the same experiences? I mean, if a guy came in dressed like a witch doctor, you know, from Africa, and another person came dressed like um, an Orthodox Jew, and another guy like a leprechaun, 
ideally, if they did not bring attention to what they look like, they should just come and sit down and go like this and go, hey, how are you? Are you local? Blah, blah, blah. Find out the thing and stuff like that. And say, okay, and let them. And if they want to tell you, they tell you. Right? I mean, obviously, their outfit, if it doesn't threaten you and it doesn't reveal too much, let's say the moral standards of the community, then it shouldn't be a big deal. So if someone's missing a couple teeth, they act a little weird, as long as they're being decent to people and stuff like that, let it go. Well, this guy's there a couple while. They go, you know, a little while, drinking, doing his thing, and he making some claims that he has a million-dollar house. He lives in a million-dollar house and all that stuff. And then he orders... He's drinking. He shouldn't be drinking, but he didn't drive, so I didn't really worry about it. He didn't seem like he was intoxicated, but he seemed like he was crazy. And eventually, he just got up and left. You know, he got up and left because I really couldn't spend as much time with the guy as possible. But he seemed to be kind of hero worshiping me a bit. But I, I, I fell for the guy. Maybe the guy felt empathy for him. So he takes off walking north. I'm thinking he goes to another bar or something like that. And then 10 minutes later, I see him. He's across the street. He's walking south. And I pointed out to one of the ladies there. I said, he's walking south there. And she goes, and she went over and looked. He said he went into the trees. And where the trees were was mangroves. It wasn't like a house was there or something like that. The guy probably lives, maybe live on a boat or maybe lives in the trees or something like that. But it's just one of those people down here. And once we start treating them like that, then, you know, you're ostracizing them. They're going to act different. I mean, they're not going to get saner. You know what I'm saying? To get a little, and I'm sure that happens every place. But some people don't want to be a part, can't be a part of this thing, but it doesn't have to be, you don't have to pile on. And that's a habit. That's a habit. I try to do that. Watch that habit. I don't and, you know, here's another habit. Maybe I'm too judgmental, like it was judgmental people reacting to that other person. I don't know. Maybe they had some kind of a person in their family like that. Right? Maybe they had experience with a person that behaved like that. So what is it? What, what should I be thinking about them? I shouldn't. I say, well, I should be less judgmental to people when someone reacts a certain way careful about saying something about someone how to say what I say when they leave you know is it I, I if someone leaves and stuff like that be neutral if I can't be positive I think that if you as long as you can say it in front of someone neutral to positive you should never worry about what you're going to say you're saying, oh, yeah, nice guy, nice woman, uh, very friendly, congenial person. Oh, that's a realtor, right? Or he's a dive instructor. Stuff like that. And not talk about him. So that's a And a lot of people get into it, as they say. But, I mean, it's funny things. And if you're, they're known for being funny, I know you could tell a funny story about them and stuff like that, and they may not mind big deal right who knows well i'm gonna work i'm working to do that i don't know if it's going to make the 
my life any it'll make my life better I don't know if it make the substance of the podcast any better I mean who am I necessarily to make judgment of people but I, I can judge myself and if I'm comfortable with myself I'm comfortable with myself making changes it was easy when COVID came along I stopped well, I stopped going to the gym, but I stopped working out because the gym was my routine. I didn't go out. I didn't work outside. I didn't work out outside. I could have done that. It wasn't that hard. I could have done that. I've done it before. But it would take a while for me to build that habit. And I know how to build a habit. It takes me some time. People say it takes 28 days. So now I'm, I'm in the swing of things. I know when I get up in the morning, even though I don't have to, like tomorrow I have my I have spin class, right? Today's Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday. Uh, It's going to take me a while to get back in the habit of that. But it's not taking me a while to get back going to the gym. So I got to get up. I got to be at the gym. I got to leave at 10 after 7 to get there in time. And luckily, there's nobody in the area. It's not a concern to you as a listener, but what it means when I get there, I go right in and set up my class. And I'm ready to go. It's uh, it's cool. I like that. I like to do my cardio on Thursday. Maybe I'll do another lifting day and stuff like that. But this is just me. And that's the habit I did. It's going back to the gym when, after I had my operation. With that, with December 28th, it's been five months. I'm back. I'm lean, I'm mean, I feel good, my back is strong, my body, for I'm going to be 58 in a couple months, and I know eventually just things start falling apart, there is no way of stopping it, I don't know how long I can keep the run of good luck for myself, say Jim, it's not good luck, you just had an operation, well it's been good luck, it wasn't that serious, so... I'm going to try to keep it going as much as possible. This podcast really helps me do it. It helps me think about those things. And I got to think about, I got to build a a list, I guess. I'll start working on a list and see. I'll give you my progress when the progress comes in, right? I mean, I'll be accountable to you as listeners. And what should I, I think what I'll work on first, I'm going to make the claim here, was, uh, I'm going to do the listening thing. And it's going to be two-tiered. Listening, I'll try to listen intently and not respond unless they want me to share. And and i got to make sure if it's a it's an appropriate time to share it. That'll be it. Okay? And I'll be, what I'll do is I'll be accountable to you. We'll try that. I'll try that. I'll be number one. And I'm going to write that on my book not no one upping it's one upping isn't it one upping well i did this one upping uh, yeah i just realized that is boring and i should be honest and not one up what do you think guys i know you can't tell me but eventually someone will tell me i guess I'll share with you guys. Um, if you are in Key Largo, please come and see me at the Catch Restaurant. It's open Monday through Sunday. 
I'm not there every day, but tell them the Keys bartender sent you. It's on the mile marker 102 Oceanside. You heard me say it a lot of times if you're a regular listener. Great food, seafood, non-seafood dishes. Uh, if you do your own catch, bring it in. They'll cook it up for you. Any style that's available. And we got a full bar, hence the Keys bartender. I'm not the Keys bartender. I'm Keys bartender. Okay? It's more like a Keys bartender. But I didn't put a Keys bartender. Maybe I should change the title of the show to a Keys bartender. Eventually down the line, I want to change a bit of questioning myself. Like right then. Thank you for listening. I'll be back. Uh, Adios. Bye. Oh, boy. Adios. It's fucking lame. Have a great day.